Somebody save me from this show. Why are we doing this to ourselves? Ugh, I do not know. Hey guys, welcome to Talking at the Talon, season one, episode 11? Probably. Yes, it is episode 11. This is episode 11, Hug, which is, why the fuck is it called that? No, that's a good question. It should it's be a called, handshake! No, right, it should this be called This thing is a handshake. handshake. It's yeah. not a fucking hug. Why? I don't think anyone Who named hugs these at any episodes? point in this episode. Nobody hugs anyone. There's no hugging involved, but I digress. I'm Bess. And I'm Alex. Uh, and this episode was a lot. Some stuff happened. I there like was. Yeah. Uh, this episode, I feel like this is one of the more, like, kind of, like, ridiculous, no, but not, but like, like crack fun. I like it. <laughs> Whatever. You like it for very specific reasons oh, that we yeah. will get into in a bit. Um, so, this episode, so the, the, the Freak of the Week. Yes. It's, um, uh, this guy, Bob. What's his name? I don't know. Hang on, here. Bob Rickman. Bob Rickman. Yes. Good, good on you for writing down his name because I sure didn't remember it, and we literally I mean, just finished said watching it that episode. A bunch of times, but yeah, five minutes ago. <laughs> yes, Bob Rickman, who is uh, in the pre-credit scene meeting with a guy from like the Center for Environment Environmental Protections, which I don't know if that's like so a real thing. My my assumption was some sort of like local lot, like local government. I don't know. But yeah, sort sort of EPA like yeah. thing. Uh, and he wants to open a plant in Smallville for his like uh, pesticide company, right? Which like I feel like even just the idea that there would be two like major like factories in a town that size Smallville <gasps> is supposed to be seems impossible. This show so seems to, like, we keep going back to this, but this show clearly cannot yeah. make it up its mind about, like, how big Smallville actually is. Because there's just so much conflicting information yeah. in general, I feel like. But, like, whatever, this guy at the, the CEP says, like, you can't do that. And he has this little vial of what he says is groundwater from around the other plants. And yeah. he just, like, I kind of think, like, like presumably they tested it and it had bad results, but he kind of just shows us that he just, like, is like, here it is, and it's, like, dirty. Yeah, right. It's, like, which proves that it's bad. I'm, right. like, I'm, like, literally it just looks like it has dirt in it. I don't think that's quite how that works. I mean... I assume that he's basically like, look, I actually have a sample. You know there's chemicals yeah, in this. Yeah, like, was the right. way that I interpreted But, like, I don't that. think you can, like, see them. No, but, but... like, sure. No, sure. I'm sure there are, like, test results also. Right. But, yeah, so that guy is not going to let him open a plant in Smallville, but then he, uh... The, uh, Bob Rickman um, shakes his hand, and their the where their hands touch glows green, <laughs> and he gives this little speech to this guy about how... This guy is very sad, and he he actually doesn't, like, he, he's like, there's only one thing you can do about this pain, and then he leaves. Like, he doesn't specifically tell him to commit suicide. No, he, like, I don't know. It seems like he's relying on implication quite a bit there. He is. I don't know, and it's hard for me to tell, like, like, exactly what... His mind control powers are, like, Yeah, it weird. seems, like... I'm not clear on how much it is, like, they have to talk to them. Right, to right. Instead of just being, like... Because you're right, he will. was super, like, vague Because they don't, it, like, they it... don't talk all the time. They no. don't talk when they're doing the thing at the no. end. Right. Um, but whatever. Um, but he seems to, like, need to talk a lot to this guy. Yeah. I don't um, know. But so anyway, then he goes down the elevator and, and there, you know, Bob Brickman leaves and the guy, like, jumps out his window and lands on the taxi out in front of the building. When right. to the... Right, which we have so many questions about how killing this guy would actually right. because, like, if what he if he did have test results on this water, there'd be like a paper trail and like he presumably uh, already denied right. his application or whatever. Right. So like, you can't just be like, "Well, this guy's dead now, guy so help. he said no." But what you should have done is, if you have magical persuasion powers or like mind control, you should have just gotten that guy it. to reverse his decision. Yeah. Which, like, presumably then that might 
wear off and he would reverse it back. But I like guess. But like presumably he's he mostly does that instead right. of like killing everyone. Right. That wouldn't work very well. No. No. Um, but yeah. Know. Whatever. That's it's more dramatic if he kills the guy. Yeah, obviously. Um But yeah, uh, let's see. Then he's, yes, uh, he's, like, opening, he has this little, like, storefront in Smallville where he's got, like, a... He's handing out buttons like he's running a fucking political campaign. Which, what the fuck, who does that? Who hands out buttons unless they're campaigning for something? I've literally never heard of that. Like, what businessman moves into a small town and that's not, like, a, like, marketing or, like, community involvement thing. Like, he obviously needs people to be, like, he'll need people to work there and stuff, but I don't feel like you need, like, a lot of PR in that way. It's weird. I don't know. Yeah. But so, like, Lex and Victoria are there. This is the, like, Victoria shows up in this episode in this one scene and has, like, a line. And she's Um, wearing the most ridiculous leopard print coat. Yeah, and a huge, really gaudy gold necklace. Oh my god. And it altogether looks incredibly tacky. It's so trashy, and it's like, she's supposed to be, like, this like, super classic, sophisticated- like, British, which is, like, to us, the, like, you know, yeah. the, the most, like, signifier of, like, real classiness. Right. But then she wears, like, this stuff. No, and it's, like, no. Yeah. And it's like, oh my god. <laughs> Costume designers, no. Yeah, it's weird. Um, so bad. But whatever, she doesn't actually do anything of import in this no. scene. I guess they just wanted to make sure we remembered that she No, exists. they literally just want to be like, yo, Victoria still exists. So, yes. Um, so, hey, Victoria still exists. Yes. But Lex is, is there, and he and, and, and Rickman are kind of, like, trading whatevers, and, like, Rickman says he's going to try and buy the Kent farm and put his plant there. Right. And Lex is like, lol, good luck. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, fair enough. <laughs> no, totally. Like, yes. Yeah. But then, so, like, there's this scene where uh, Clark and Lana and Chloe are riding horses through the woods, and, like... For why? Who knows? I don't know. I guess it's just a thing they do, because they're Lana friends. likes horses, I guess. Yeah. Well, so and Chloe, maybe. like, is supposed to have, like, never been on a horse before. Right. And is kind of cutely, like... Yeah. Distressed by the whole situation. Yeah, no, it's actually... I love Chloe. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. pretty great. Um... Yeah, well, in the forest is, like, so I... Oh, God, not in Kansas, clearly. No, like, I don't know if I've been... I feel like I've probably driven through Kansas. Um, yeah, you have to on one of your camping trips. Not camping trips, but on the way to Texas, would I go through Kansas on the way to Texas? What's geography? No, Well, whatever. I've driven through places that are, uh, if not Kansas... I mean, on the way to Texas, you barely get off 94. Yeah, well, I don't know what state 94 goes through. I don't know, I mean, but but I certainly know that the forests don't look like that. No, like, it's really, like, tall, like, very green, very damp, very misty, a lot of pine trees, and it's like, that, it's so northwest looking. Right, no, it's Um, it's so obviously (laughs) Vancouver, it's like, lol. Yeah, but so they're, they're, they're riding their horses, and like, Chloe drops her camera, and Lana goes back to get it, yeah. and then, like, screams, and Clark goes after her, and they find this guy standing over her, um, who is Kyle Tippett, who they establish as right. being this, like, this crazy hermit, hermit guy who lives in the woods, who lives in the woods and makes ugly metal statues and, I guess, sells them. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Actually, you might go through Kansas to get to Texas. Yeah, see, that's... It depends how the... It depends where it goes. Yeah, it depends where in Texas. Oklahoma, so we probably hit at least a little bit of Kansas. Yeah. Now that we've established (laughs) that we're both terrible at U.S. geography. Terrible at every kind of geography. Yeah, well, (laughs) you kind of are, actually. (laughs) But I, um, I always feel like, I always think Kansas is further west than it actually is. I always think it's, like, closer to Wyoming than it actually is. Well, see, I, I forget like, I that Nebraska exists. I think it's like a lot like Iowa. <laughs> like there's a lot of like farmland. Yeah. Like if there's no, trees, I mean, they're not going to be so much pine trees, and they're not going to be. That I big. always right. I always generally assume that Kansas is is basically like Iowa, but like further south and right. slightly more west. Right. But just like climate wise. Right. <clears throat> but yeah. Anyway. Lana thinks, like, they think maybe this guy attacked Lana, but then, like, Clark thinks probably not, actually, that yeah. he was just thrown off the horse and he was trying to help her. Right. 
Um, and, and there's that, video because yeah, I because mean, so Chloe the video dropped her like camera. really show anything yeah. or matter. So no. yeah, um, and that sets up this like weird conflict where like Lana and Whitney both think that this guy attacked her and, like, that he's dangerous, and, like, Clark is like, well, I've talked to him and I don't think he's dangerous, yeah. and then they have, like, it's the, like weird manufactured drama about it. This is the 11th episode, and this is, like, personally, I think this is, like, the stupidest teen drama that we have had yet. I don't disagree, but the thing about it is that, like... Like, some of the other episodes, like, the teen drama has been very, like, why, or, like, this is dumb, but... But, see, this no, is, like... I mean, this is, like, totally, like, it doesn't make sense. No, right, that's but my point. here's the thing. Yeah. It doesn't make sense, but it takes up very little time. That is And true. it is also completely actually tied into the rest of the episode, which, like, is, is not... Fair enough. Is in some ways preferable to the... When it's, like, when it, one, takes up a whole bunch more time, and right. two, is, like, totally just on its own, having nothing to do with anything. Yeah, but, like... But, no, it doesn't really make sense. No, like, it doesn't all. make sense at all. Like, Clark and Lana are having this, like, huge seeming, like... They talk about how... Uh, in the, It literally... Scene, it did not right. make sense while it was happening, no. and then still did not make sense by the end of the episode. No, and they, they talk about it like it's, like, this thing that could have destroyed their friendship. That, right. That Lana, like thinks this guy is untrustworthy, and Clark is like, I don't think he's untrustworthy, and then Lana's right, like, well, like, I'm so mad at you about that. It's so, uh... It's, and it, they try to bring Whitney into it or whatever, because yeah. then, like, later, like, um, uh, Rickman has Whitney mind whammy Right. And has him go attack Rick, or, uh, the guy in the woods who's Kyle yeah. it. and Whitney, like, later claims, like, I guess when people are mind whammy they don't remember what happened. Yeah. So right. um, so there's a bunch of convenient amnesia in this episode. Oh, yeah, it's all over the place. Yeah. So, like, Whitney goes there, and then it's like, will he, at like, Whitney attacks him, Yeah. and then Clark interferes, but, like, Whitney's like, well, he attacked me, and then he Kyle gets arrested for assault. Yeah. Um, and, like, Lana tries to make it in this to this thing, like, about how, like, Clark doesn't trust Whitney, which is, like... Yeah, well, Whitney did, like, no, tie Whitney, him up in a field. Whitney and his friends literally assaulted Clark yeah. and, like, left him in a field. Yeah, and, be, and like, Lana's like, are you not, like, is, th is this what, that's what this is about? You haven't forgiven him yet? Oh, uh, like, no, Clark hasn't forgiven Like, why would Clark have forgiven him for assaulting him? No, I mean, and it's probably been, like, <laughs> it's been less than a school year. Yeah. I don't think it would be, like, I, I wouldn't feel that motivated to forgive someone who Dude, done that if somebody, me. if yeah. somebody assaulted me in the way that no. Whitney and his friends assaulted Clark... I wouldn't forgive them at our 10-year reunion, let alone within the same yeah. school year. Are you fucking kidding I mean, me? you're not a very forgiving person, but, like, I don't think that's an unreasonable stance that's... for this particular instance. Right, right, <laughs> right. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, well, whatever. It's just like, yeah, I think they're, and they don't really go into it, but I think they're trying to be like, Somehow this is actually all about Clark not liking Whitney because of jealousy or whatever. Yeah, like, no. It's not really particularly related to that, actually. No. So, that's that's happening. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's just, like, the thing that really bugged me about it is the fact that, like, like you said, even the earlier episodes were, like, there's fucking teen drama, and, like, it at least made sense. And I fucking cannot stand when shit doesn't make sense. Like... Even if it's dumb, at well, least on the level it... of like personal relationships, especially right. not so much like science evil. Right? No, no. I mean, like whatever. <laughs> you can't. Whatever. Right. No, no, no. Like just, I don't. Just to be clear, because you know, like right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, but like, like when your like internal logic is is like yeah, yeah. No, it's just like, like I hate. It's that. totally dumb, but like it again it takes up relatively little like airtime of this episode. Yeah, but it still bugs me. No, totally. That's legitimate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyway, back to the, like, actual main plot. Yes. Um, yes. Rickman, like, visits Jonathan to get him to sell the farm, and they do this, like, extended thing where, like, the first time he shakes hands, Jonathan's wearing gloves, uh, and then he has to, like, pretend to fall over to get Jonathan. And also, like, it's kind of hilarious, actually, when he pretends to have sprained his ankle and Jonathan, like, just, like, looks at him for, like, 30 seconds, yeah. like, I guess I'll help you up, yeah. you know? Like, he's so obviously, like, wants to just, like, not actually right. do that. Right, right, um, yeah. 
So then he does eventually get Jonathan to shake his hand. Yeah, he does. And, like, they do this thing where they zoom in and show Jonathan's, like, nerves. Oh, And, like, electrical signals leading into his brain. It's even worse than the, like, early seasons of House where they do the really unrealistic thing. Right, it's Um, the same thing. It's the same basic sort of effect. I mean, House was a couple of years after this. But, like, it's of the same general yeah. era, I mean, like, but like CSI this is worse. Did CS- stuff like that too, yes. right? Like the zooming in, but not yeah. not bodies necessarily. No, but. but I didn't do it in the like internal, right? Yeah, body thing, which is why it reminded me more of House yes. than CSI. But so I mean, like the effects are bad yeah, for one thing, right? Okay, but like lots of effects are bad. We're watching, right? We're but watching seven twenty p things on a giant thing, screen that were never right. meant to be, be viewed at the high thing, definition. The thing that but, really gets to me about this is it's just like, are you trying to make me believe that this kryptonite power of persuasion is part of some kind of biological no. process? Oh no! It no, it's just magic. Just pretend it's magic because it is. And like zooming in to see some nerves and like, then through um, his eye socket to his brain. Right. And then like a, they just show his brain with some like, green glow on it. Oh, and, like, it's so bad. What is that even supposed <laughs> to mean? It's like not even like at least when they do it on CSI, the zooming in generally actually makes sense. Yeah, on House, when they do it, it at least makes sense because it's a medical show. Happened to people's right. bodies. It's a medical show that's like zooming in to show you like this is what's happening internally with yeah. the like whatever to indicate. No. But like this <laughs> here is just no. Like, okay, and then we no. zoom back out through his nerves to his eyes, and, and now his eyes green. are like clouded green. And no. It's just like I, you, that was so like what it was a waste terrible. of their CGI budget. Right? It's so unnecessary. It's so bad. It's so bad. Can you please take some of the budget out of that shot? Just eliminate that shot and retroactively put it into that one episode where you got the fucking perspective wrong from those people standing in the doorway? Like, I feel like your budget could be better allocated here. Like, oh my god. Or better yet, put that budget, reallocate that to your costumes for that fucking tragedy that you had on Victoria earlier in this episode. Yeah, like, I don't even, I don't Ugh, so bad. But so, anyway. anyway, like, then we, basically we just see that happen, and then we cut to, like, Martha right. and, and Clark finding out that he, he sold the farm, and yeah. he's just kind of like, well, I don't know, this <laughs> did. Ugh. Um, so, and then Clark says he's gonna go, like, ask Lex for help. Because Lex had already, like, warned him about that Rickman was gonna try and do yeah. that. Um, and Jonathan's like, I don't want to owe Luther anything. And it's like, dude, you really need help right now, yeah. though. Like, there's not a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, whatever. Um, yeah, Clark goes to meet Lex at the coffee shop. And they talk about the, like, Lana thing. A little bit, and like, which is why. <laughs> well, whatever. No, like that seems unimportant Ugh. compared to. But, but, but then like Lex compares him because he's standing up for for Kyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lex compares him to Atticus Finch from *To Kill yeah. a Mockingbird*, and Clark is like, "What is that? I have never heard of that." Which is <laughs> like, as Alex <laughs> pointed out, you've you've read Nietzsche, but you've never even heard of *To Kill a Mockingbird*. Right. Really. Like, that's- Pretty ridiculous. And then I think Lex gives some kind of brief summary of To Kill a Mockingbird. He doesn't even. He just, he's just well, he, like, he you should... a little bit about it, but said then, like, Yeah, but it's like one ending. sentence. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. Um, but He's yeah. mostly like, well, you should check that out. And then he, like, calls him Atticus Finch. Yeah. But so anyway, uh, yeah, Lex looks at the contract and, like, says he can't really do anything about it easily. Yeah. Um, and also that, like, it it was selling the farm for like three times the market pr- price, right? Which, which you have like magic you, powers to make people do anything you mind whammied someone. Why bother not? Why pay them three times? Look, I understand only doing like market value or slightly less than market yeah, value. Yeah, because it looks like because then or even like a tiny bit more, just so it right. like looks like you could have legitimately sold it. Right, exactly. But, like, like why three times? No, like you have no motivation to do that and you mind whammy the person so they'll do whatever you want. Yeah. What why would you ever do that? 
But yeah, I think this is like after Clark leaves here, this is where the scene where like Rickman tries to get yes. comes up to Lex in the coffee shop, tries to get him to shake his hand, and like Lex just like looks at his hand, as does not shake it. Yeah. And uh and Rickman is like, That um that art that art of war stuff is for amateurs and yeah. Lex is like, It's not that. I just don't like it. <laughs> and it's pretty great. It's so great. And Michael Rosenbaum, yeah, of course, no. like sells it so well. It's perfect. It's I would say that's, like, best moment of the episode. Yeah, I would not agree, but... Okay, yeah. well, <laughs> you have... It's I a mean, very good moment. Yeah, it's, it's one it's of one the... That, it's one that I remember, like, just overall from this show as being, like, a good moment. Yeah. Like, from season one. Yeah, no, it's like a... It's definitely a highlight reel moment. Yeah. But so, uh, Kyle get Or, um, Rickman gets some other guy, like, sends some policeman after Kyle. Yeah. To try to kill him. Um, and meanwhile, Kyle has, like, escaped from jail by mind-whammying what, whoever. Right. Um, and Clark- Wait, do we talk about the fact that Kyle has mind-whammy powers, too? Oh, not really. But they haven't established why yet. Okay. I don't think. But we can- that. Whatever. Yes. Yeah. So it turns out, so skipping ahead to the explanation yeah. for the freak Which, like, leak. Chloe looks newspaper stuff up and finds No, I mean, out. the answer for how we find this out is Chloe has read the script, right. as usual. Um, so Chloe finds out that it turns out that Kyle and Rickman used to be, like, business partners. They were, like, they worked for selling yeah. stuff. And they were, like, in a car on a way to a sales call or whatever during the meteor shower and when they woke up from their they were, yeah, in a car crash, crash during, during the meteor the shower, shower or whatever and, and when they woke up they both had like the power to persuade anyone to do what they wanted and Rickman went on to then you know be a like businessman who mind made his way up the ladder and Kyle decided that these powers were dangerous and terrible and secluded himself in the wilderness in a trailer. Yeah, and made this deal with Rickman that he would leave him alone yeah. if he stayed away from Smallville. Basically. So, yeah. So... Um, which, I don't know what Rickman's motivation is for, like, not just doing that. Because, like, right. it's not like Smallville has, like... <clears throat> Is like important. No, it's he, he, he'd have fucking... a totally fine, great business. If right, he just left Smallville alone. <clears throat> right, like why the fuck would you go? Like you would have been fine, dude. You would have continued to be a successful, mind women businessman if you just left Smallville the fuck alone. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't quite understand why he did that, and they don't get into it at all. No, so I have no idea what his fucking motivation was. Like, which, which I hadn't thought about up until now because I'd forgotten about that detail. But like. You're totally right. Why the fuck did this... No, I mean, like... This the, villain's motivation makes no sense! Like, the only thing I can think is, like, that it was kind of hubris, and he did actually want to confront Kyle and defeat him. Sure, um, but, like... But, like, if you're gonna do that, I think it would make more sense to, like, go directly to, like, trying to take out Kyle first. Right, not exactly. Not like, small, though. Yeah. But, yeah, it's the plot. Yep. It, it sets up things. Yep. But whatever, so, uh, Clark intervenes, uh, with... With Kyle, uh, when the the, the cop mm-hmm. that got mad when is shooting at him, but he doesn't manage to get him out of the way quite in time, so he gets shot in like the shoulder. Yeah, he it's it's a yeah a non lethal shot to the shoulder rather than like shooting him through his heart. And but then Clark yeah. doesn't know what to do with this yeah, this dude who just <laughs> escaped from jail and was shot. So naturally, he takes him to Lex. Yeah. And there, there is, like, Lex is kind of like, why did you think I would be willing to harbor a fugitive? Which is, like, it's cute, but it's also, like, that is a fair thing to ask. Yeah, I mean, it's super, a lot to ask someone to do that, actually. It's a super fair thing to ask. <laughs> and Clark is just like, well, you're the only one who I knew I could trust. Which, which is like, like, yeah. Yeah, yes. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> And Lex apparently has, like, a under-the-table doctor on call. Yeah. Who, like, they never, like... Who the, drops a Club Zero reference here. Right. And the thing is, like, he's, he mentions that Lex got stabbed at Club Zero. Yes. I assume... This is one of the things that most clearly, like, suggests that Lex was into drugs previously, which they never actually say anything about. Yes. But, like, this guy is, like, a, like oh, you've overdosed on illegal drugs and don't want anyone to know right. doctor. Like, right. that's totally that is That his. is literally who this dude is. <laughs> like, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I very much wonder, like, presumably this dude treats other people and is not just hanging around in no. retainer on Smallville. He's, he's just, yeah. So, like, so how, how quickly did he get in here and, like, how? 
Yeah, I mean, to like... To treat a bullet wound. Right! Like, even if you were, like, if he was in, like, Metropolis and not, like, New York or some shit, you know? Like, that's still, like, three hours that's away. Like, yeah, this dude had a drive. bullet wound. Right, like, you can't just be like, well, I'll call my doctor. He'll be here in three hours did, to treat your bullet Did Lex wounds. send a fucking helicopter? Like... Right, I don't know. That's They don't get into that at all. No, no, but, like, whatever, okay... But yeah, and then Clark is, like, heading home, because they can't talk to Kyle yet, because he's unconscious, because right. of pain medication or whatever. Right. Um, and Clark is, like, heading home, and Lex is like, you might want to change your shirt. Yeah. It's got, like, blood all uh, over the says, front of it. He says, you might want to change your shirt, Atticus. Yeah. Uh, which is just, like, Clark, you're really, really great at, like, hiding things stealth. from people. With Much this, like, stealth. Wow. Like, all over, like, obviously <laughs> the front of your shirt. Great. Oh, wow. Anyway. <laughs> oh, bless. Um, so. But yeah, yeah, then there's the scene where Chloe and, and Lex and Clark are all going over, um, like, the research Chloe has done and right. finding out what happened right. with it. So that's when we get the backstory from Chloe. And, and then they go to Lex's and, like, uh, Kyle has, like, mind whammy the nurse and, like, left. Yes. <laughs> and Clark is like, I think I might know where he's gone. And I, my first thought is, like... Well, he might have gone to his house or which, a trailer in the woods. Yes, which, which it turns out to be the case. Yes. It's like what a stunning insight that relies on like wow. specific information, Clark, and not just like the obvious first place <laughs> that literally anyone would think to look for him. Oh my god! But yeah, for some reason, Lex does not come along to there. Yeah, I, feel I don't like know he would, why, unless he had like shit to do. I guess. I guess so. It could be a weekday, because then they'd be in school. Yeah. Does Pete appear in this episode literally at all? No. Have we seen Pete for, like, two episodes? I don't know. I keep forgetting he exists, so it's hard to remember. He might have... He might have showed up for, No, like, he showed up for, like, episode. at least one scene in yeah. Shimmer, but, but, like... But he's not in this literally at all. No, he literally... Pete is Mr. Does Not Appear in this episode. Yeah, so whatever. Anyway, this is where they, like, really get, it, like... Yeah, so Chloe and, and Clark meet up with Kyle. This is the scene where I screamed a lot at the <laughs> um, scene. So, and screen. Kyle, like, explains his powers, and Chloe wants him to prove uh, it. How did he know that, like, can he read her mind? Or See, like, did he just... I So, so and, and he does this thing where he, like, shakes her hand, and then it's like, you've got feelings for Clark, don't you? You should show them. See, the thing is, like, the thing I'm not sure about there <laughs> is, is whether he did know she had feelings for Clark, or he when, when he says that, that's in the, like, in the way that that guy at the beginning was saying, like, oh, you're really sad, aren't yeah, you? Like, he could have just right. been, like, that's what you say to get someone to yeah. do that. Yeah. So, I don't know. But yeah, uh, he, he does that in the, like, Chloe, like, kisses uh, Clark, and Clark, like... It's so awkward! <laughs> it's the most awkward! No, it is. It's but terrible! Clark, Clark does this, like, makes a hilarious face and kind of pulls his hands back, uh, like, not touching. No, um, no, he pulls his hand up in, like, a, like, he puts his hands yeah. up in a, like, both I'm innocent, <laughs> don't, don't yeah. shoot kind of right, way. Right, right, um, like, and then Chloe, which, like, also, this is not a very good demonstration for Chloe, because then she's forgotten about it, of course. Right. Although Kyle couldn't do it to Clark, so. Right. Um. Right. And Chloe's, like, figures out what happened and is like, oh my god, Clark did I. And then Clark, like, looks at her and it was like, don't worry, it was fine. Fine. Which, like, <laughs> one, not very reassuring, and two, probably not actually the thing she was worried about with Clark. Like, painful. Like, not necessarily in a, like, like, unintended way. No, I mean, it was totally meant to be awkward. It was meant to be super awkward, but it was just, oh, oh. And it was, like, genuinely kind of funny, too, like, mostly because of the way Clark was reacting. Mostly because, let's be real, because of the way Tom Welling, like, yeah, played everything in that. Yeah. But, like, Um, oh, my God. Yeah. No. But so then, yeah, I think we show... Did, did we see... We, we must have seen Rickman get to Lex. Yes. Somewhere there. Yes. And then, um... Which oh, is well, apparently... well, no, so we, we saw Rickman and Lex because they were talking in Lex's office. Oh, right. And then, like, 
And then, like, oh, yeah, Rickman, and there's like, talk- I'm going to go, and like, I concede, and I'm gonna leave Smallville and everything. Right. And then he, like, reaches out his hand to, yes. like, shake Lex's hand finally. Right. And, like, and then, like, the, the, it, like, cuts to commercial. Right. Ominous music, or whatever. With ominous music before we actually see Lex shake his hand, yes. but we right. can. Right, 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 right. Zoom. We assume that that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So then, um, Clark, yeah, Clark and Kyle are, like, then it's suddenly it's the middle of the night. Right. Um, and Clark and Kyle are at this gas station. Yeah. Which is, like, functional, but, like, totally abandoned. Like, it, like they, they yeah. get gas from it, but also there seems to be no one there at any point. I don't know. Is um, that how small towns work? Maybe it's because it's closed, because it's night. Yeah, but then, like, would the gas pumps be working? Does that... I don't know. know. You're assuming that I understand how either gas stations or (laughs) small towns work. I'm sort of confused about that. Also, like, sort of the door seems like it's open later, so... Because they, like, go in. (sighs) But yeah, so, like, Clark calls Lex from this payphone, which is, like, it's it's kind of unclear, really, like, why it's the middle of the night and... (laughs) Kyle and Clark are in this gas station and, like, all this stuff. Yeah, I don't fucking know. Um, but whatever. It's dramatic. Um, uh, and, and Kyle is going to, like, go to the newspapers and, I guess, like, tell them, although, like, that's gonna be kind of a fucking weird conversation. Right. Um, if it had ever happened. Right. Um, but, like, Lex says that he'll help out and, like, meets them there. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, he has been mind whammied or whatever. Right. And he, like... So he's he's driving like this car that like has one of his vanity plates on it, but also it looks like a pretty shitty car, right? Yeah. Like it doesn't look like a nice car at all. No. It's like a boxy oldish looking like kind of It looks display. like the type of car that is an undercover cop car. Right, and I'm kind of like, why do you even have this car like Right. Like, because if it is for stealth reasons, you shouldn't put your vanity plate on it. Right. <laughs> right. Um <laughs> but like what? No. But I do kind of like the idea that, like, because the thing is, like, he's... Or undercover. Unmarked cop car. Right, you right. know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I, like, because, like, Lex is, like, presumably the guy mind-whammied him and mostly just wanted him to kill Kyle, but Lex is right. kind of doing his own thing. Yeah! Like, for a lot of this, actually. It's very And one like... of the things I like is the idea that this guy was, like... But he was mind whammy, but he was still like, well, I'm not going to, like, burn one of my nice cars. Yeah. You know? But, like, whatever. Right. Anyway, so he, yeah, he, like, locks Clark and Kyle in the car and then, yep. like, drizzles gas all over it. And meanwhile, Clark is kind of like, hey, Lex, what's going on? Yeah. Like, you might want to, like, up your, like, observation and reaction time. Seriously. Um, <laughs> Buddy. Yeah. And then uh, Clark pulls them out of the car before actually explodes. Yeah, right, obviously. But, um, and then, oh my god, Lex's entire, like, reactions, this entire, like, no, he's just kind you of said like, he seemed drunk, no. which doesn't seem, like, he does that, and then Lex just, like, turns toward him and is like, Clark, you've got some explaining no, to do. right. Like, it's like, yeah, I don't know. And, uh, and Rickman shows up and gives him, like, a gun, which... It's a very distinctive kind of gun, but I don't know the name for it because I don't know what guns like are called. It's like the gangsters that, like, yeah, it's like, like it looks gun like, a, I don't know, yeah, like, maybe it's like an automatic, automatic, yeah. and it, yeah, it's, it's like, like a handheld automatic. Um, but yeah, so, like, Lex, like, follows them into this, like, into the, like, nope, warehouse. that's thing. not the thing. Not a Gatling gun? Nope, because this looks like, that's definitely not the thing. Oh, Oh, I'm thinking of something no. different. But what's yeah. that? What's that one gangster gun? Is it a Beretta? Yeah, it might be a no. I don't think so. Maybe. I don't know guns, no, man. Me neither. Should play more first-person shooters. No, nope, it's not a no. Nope, I, I didn't know. think it it's, was. It's gangstery, and it's got a big sort of extra part on the back, and it looks, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't ask us about firearms. We're the worst people. <laughs> um, but whatever. Um, so, like, like I was saying, presumably Rickman wanted Tippett or Kyle Tippett dead. But like, Lex yeah. goes in and like grabs him and is like, "Hey, Clark, the guy you're going to protect, I'm going to shoot him." In this yeah. like really kind of like hilarious, sarcastic yeah. kind of way. Yeah, it's very just like it's cute. Oh, um, man. of course you think so. <laughs> Um, so, like, he's clearly, like, is, sort of, has a lot of himself running in there, kind of. Yeah. Because, like, he actually does not kill that guy. Right. Which presumably totally could have. Right. Um, but then, like, yeah, like, he does shoot 
Clark, like, a bunch of times. Yes. And Clark is fine, but, like, or, you know, not, like, being shot, but it looks like it's, like, right. hurting him. Yeah. Um, and then he, like, he's still trying to find out what the gun I'm is. I'm still trying to find out what How the fucking you, gun like, is! what are you even searching? I looked up gangster gun. Wait, is it a Tommy gun? Well, maybe. I think it kind of it might be a Tommy gun. It might be some kind of Tommy gun. It's like a relative. It looks a bit like that. (laughs) Whatever. It's not important. Yeah, it's like a submachine gun. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's like a submachine gun. Yes. Which it doesn't matter that it's automated because he shoots it like a bunch of times. Yeah. Right. But yeah. Um. And like he has this whole like he he's talking about how like he knows Clark is lying to him and like he doesn't really believe in friendship or whatever. And it's okay. So like I really like stuff like this too. Generally, where it's like. Like, this is fake and because of mind whammying, but also, like, kind of real. It's like, like, it's... It's like in that one Supernatural episode, when they're in the asylum in season one. Oh, God! I really like that scene. Oh! It's the same kind of thing. Yeah! Oh! <laughs> no! Why would you remind me? Oh, I saw Which, like, I'm so not, many, like... I'm not really even a Supernatural person, but I watched season one with Bess, and, like, yeah. there was a couple of things that I really liked. And that yeah, where, where it was all, like... Yeah, where it was... Okay, so if you're not a Supernatural <laughs> person, um, or it's been, like, me, probably ten years since you've seen this episode, or almost, Alex is talking about the one scene in Supernatural where, um... where they're in the asylum and basically say... They're, like, seen things, but it's... It's not... Yeah, and, like, Sam yeah, it's, gets, like, sort of possessed. Yeah, Sam ish. gets, yeah, he gets, like, whimmied, and he's saying But then he's, like, to... mad, he's, like, mad at Dean, but it's because he's possessed, but it's yeah. also, like, real right. stuff. He's, nothing he's saying to Dean when he gets whimmied is, is, like, actually, like, not real. Right. It's, but it's, it's like... all, like, stuff that he, like, has been feeling, but, like, has not been expressing because they are super repressed boys who can't talk about their feelings. But, like, yeah. it's but not so it's like, like he's, bringing like... bringing out this stuff that, like, he wouldn't say and he wouldn't be this hostile normally. Right. But, like, it's, it's not, still, like... It's not the same as, like, supernatural demon possession. It's something yeah. di- where, like, the demons just, like, lie to and say things to upset you. That, that, like, they know will upset you, but it's, like... It's, like, fake conflict, but it's, like, has the bit, bits of real conflict. Right. Which is also, like, on a different level, like, that one white-collar scene. Oh, God! Anyway, yeah. That white-collar scene, which we're not even gonna get into, um, but, like, it's... But like, I this just... is, like, a trope that I really like. Yes. Um, no, I mean, yeah, it's a good... Oh, it's a good trope. It's a lot of feelings. It's yes. a... I like this trope a lot. Um, as well. But, like, it's... Yeah, it's it's the idea of somebody gets somehow possessed or or coerced or whatever right, into or like, it's like yeah, or like drugged into yeah or yeah. undercover and says things that they would never have said otherwise, but are not necessarily right. it's not like they like, maybe do kind of mean that yeah, but you right. never quite know how much right and anyway yeah so anyway <laughs> this. But yeah, I really this like this scene, and also no, and I, I like I when agree violence happens, yeah. so yeah. I'm pleased. No, and yeah, Lex is just, like, Michael Rosenbaum's acting in this scene. No, and he gets to like, be, like, he gets to kind of, like, be he gets, the villain for a yeah, little bit. No, he, he gets kind to of has genuinely be kind of, like, campy villain Lex, right. and it's, like, actually Which he doesn't, really like, fun. he doesn't get to do, like, he doesn't get to do on this show, obviously. He's not going to be able to be the villain of this show for a long time, and, like, even when he and does... And no, I was gonna say, even, even later he does, he's, he's not, he's, like, he's not, he doesn't get to have a lot of fun with it. Well, no, it's, because the thing is that, like, even, you know, spoiler alerts for, like, five seasons down the road, but, like, even when Lex and Clark are at odds and on different sides later in this show, it's still not, like, it's not, he's not like, if you've yeah. seen, if you've seen the animated Justice League cartoon where, like, Lex in that is sort of this, like, campy villain. Like, not always, obviously. Not, he has an arc in relative, that show. Like, compared to a lot of the other villains, he's relatively uncampy. But, you well, know, he gets to sometimes be, like... You can hardly yes. be less camp... Or, like, more campy yeah. than some of the, like, Flash villains. Right. But, like... Yeah. But... 
But he, you know, he's like. But yeah, I mean, comparatively, he's like he's, a villain that's like just straight, like you know, and it's very like well, and he's sort of, he's not just um, a villain, no, but, but he's like, a villain who gets to occasionally you're playing like, the role of the villain, right? In a who gets way to sort of like to enjoy it a little, bit. right? Yeah. Right? He gets to walk around and be like, "This is my evil plan," right, kind of right. thing, you and know? Michael like, Rosenbaum does not get to do that a lot, even when he really more is sort of a villain on this show, right? Um, right. So we get like little bits like this where he kind of does that. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely good. He is actually pretty good at it. Yeah. Um, um, so anyway, yeah, but then, like, Clark throws him into a thing, and I guess, like, you know, head trauma or whatever knocks yeah. people out of it. So, right. Uh, yes, and then we get, like, the convenient amnesia of, like... Yep, so everyone. convenient, one convenient amnesia for this episode. Also, one exploding car. Are we tracking exploding cars? I don't know, maybe. We probably should be if we aren't. Mm. I'll see if I already have a, a, a section for that. But so, but, meanwhile, while this is happening, um, Kyle has run out to, to Rickman, and they are, like... They're clutching hands, clutching hands and, and both trying to whammy each other. each other, but it's really unsatisfying because unlike most confrontations like this, like... For instance, you know, like, say, like, crossed lightsabers by a or Sith and a Jedi, the or... at the end of yeah, book four of Harry Potter. Yeah, or, yeah, <laughs> the, I, that, that was my next example, or, you know, when Voldemort and Harry have their wands out and are dueling, yeah. like, we where you have the really satisfying, like, crossed energies of different colors... Their hands are both glowing green, so it's really like. So and we it's don't not really like, get any kind of visual representation. Of, no, like who's winning? But they whatever. already blew their special effects budget on that terrible, terrible zoom into Jonathan's brain. Um, but anyway, so Kyle makes Rickman shoot himself in the yes. end, and like his willpower wins out. I guess. Yep. Which, like, when they're doing this, they don't need to say anything. Like, they, right. there's no talking involved at that point. So, right. I don't know. It's kind of confusing. Yep. Um. So like, Clark shows up and like is, like, presumably just, like, totally cool with the fact that, that Kyle just killed that guy. Yep. I mean, I guess you could argue it was self-defense, kind of, but that yeah. seems a little bit iffy to me. It's pretty iffy. Um, He, like, ran outside and sought him out. Yeah, well, but I mean, like... I mean, I realized Rickman was, was trying to kill him. Trying to kill him, but yeah, but... No, it's, like, weird. It's weird. Um, And then, and then Kyle is like, you shouldn't, like, hide your gifts. Or you shouldn't, like, just hide away and not use your gift. Yeah. Um, because he's decided that he shouldn't have done that. And right. he's going to go out and do unspecified things. Yep. Um, and then I don't think he ever shows up or is mentioned again. No. So. As you do. To know what unspecified things he did. Yep. I actually don't think there's a lot of ethical ways you could use that power. Nope. Pretty much. I think, I, I kind of feel like, like actually. I, I understand why he, like, secluded himself no, off in the woods. Like, if you, if you're not, like, I'm pretty sure that's what I would do. I yeah. Mean, I would seclude myself. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, hat, so. I was gonna say, I mean, <laughs> wow, like, it would take convincing for you yeah. to seclude yourself in the back of the woods. I mean, I'd I mean, you couldn't get Shiny's takeout, yeah, I prefer but... to seclude myself in an apartment. Yeah. But, you know, um... <laughs> right, but secluding yourself in the woods would not be so bad to no. you. Um, but, but, like, really, there isn't, like, if, if you felt... Like, it's unclear whether they can touch people without doing this. Yes. Um, because I don't think they ever do touch anyone without doing this. Yeah. Um, I would assume that you don't have to, but, like... Yeah, I assume it is a choice, in which case you could just be like, well, I I'm won't use it. I'm just not going to use it, but presumably he feels the temptation is too right. great. Which, which I do think fair is, enough. That's yes, super legit. Also. But yeah, like, I don't really know, like, he's like, well, now I have to, the, the thing it feels like he's saying when he parallels himself to Clark is like, well, now I'm going to go use this power for good. And I'm yeah. kind of like, how, though? Yeah. I mean. Okay. Like, you could, I guess, mind whammy world leaders into, I was gonna like, say, making like, good decisions. You could, you could mind whammy, like, powerful people into doing what you perceive as the right thing, but then this gets like, perilously that's, that's close right. that's to, like, like our arguably not yeah, ethical. Right, right. <laughs> Even if you say, like, this is I don't know, best you could... for the world, then you're still sort of violating someone's, like, personal right. whatever, and that's right. a trade-off. Yeah. But then, you, even then, you're you're also putting yourself in the position of deciding what's best for everyone in a right. pretty dubious I mean, I don't know, you could mind-whammy petty criminals into turning themselves in and and I don't even know if that would Ebenezer be Scrooges into right. donating to charity but yeah. like I don't know it's, yeah. it's iffy yeah it's <laughs> that's all iffy. fairly iffy yeah um 
I don't know. It's yeah. a hard power to really like do good with. Yeah, like, you don't really see super po- superheroes with powers like this. No, except for Professor X, who's a creep. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say. I mean, <laughs> Charles Xavier, but uh, yeah, Charles Xavier, noted noted creepy old man. <laughs> so. And he, he can do other stuff, too. Anyway. Yeah, he's also, like, hella powerful. Like, he basically has, like, every single mind power that right. you can have. All of which are morally dubious. All of which are super morally dubious, and he uses in morally dubious ways that people very rarely call him on. Yep. Um, but yeah, anyway, so, man, there there really ought to be so much police investigation into this dude's death. <laughs> Like, because he shot himself in the head, but, like, while someone else was touching him, oh, and Clark man. was there, and there's a car that's on fire, and, like, <laughs> all kinds of evidence of some shit that happened. Lex shot a submachine gun, like, a lot of times. Right. There's, like, shell casings all, all over. over. Yeah. But they're just like, oh, I mean, like, they don't even talk about it. Presumably, like, they're like, There's all this suicide, the damage end. to this closed yeah. gas station. No, I just imagine, like, the owner of this gas station, like, comes into, like, work on, if this is, like, a weekend or whatever, like, comes into work on Monday morning, it's, which is, like, do gas stations close on the weekends? But in the morning, whatever. I mean, I think the thing is that gas stations in small communities do, like, close more than gas stations, like here, you know. Fair enough. Um, but anyway, but yeah, it's just like, they don't even talk about, like, the follow-up on this. But, right. Like, they're, <laughs> I don't know. The police are just like, whatever. <laughs> I can't. I guess. I can't. Nobody's being investigated. Chalk so. another one up to the incompetent police of Smallville. Um, but so yeah, the only follow-up scenes we get are like, uh, Clark has all these, like, bruises from being shot. Yeah. No, um, oh my god! Yeah. And so he's sitting there, and Jonathan and Martha's like, I can't believe that all these bruises are from bullets. And Jonathan is like, super casually, while reading his newspaper, well, I guess that answers that question. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, Jonathan, are you kidding me? Your son got shot, like, 50 times, and you're just like, well, good to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate Jonathan Kent so much. I, I mean, the thing is, I don't actually feel like that behavior fits in to no, his general. No, it's That's just, so like, weird. weird writing. It's so weird. And, like, the way that he <laughs> plays it, too, oh, it's just like, what the fuck? I mean, it, it, the thing is, like, it's actually sort of the opposite direction of the thing that he normally is. Yeah, right. Which, like, normally he's, like, way over-concerned exactly. about Clark, even though Clark probably can't be hurt by anything. Right. And here he's just like, well, Bleh. yeah. <laughs> oh, my um, God. But it's hilarious. Um, and then there is the final scene, uh, which is, like, Clark and Lex standing in the barn in front of their window with a telescope, oh. and they, like, have this, like, ludicrously, I don't know, Clark, they're like, Clark is like, it's so weird to think that they were best friends. Oh. Do you think we could ever end up like that? Which is so ludicrous. And um, Lex replies, Clark... I promise you our friendship will be the stuff of legends. Which you think he would know is really not, like, ruling that. Like, that's oh. not... Legends are not generally, like... They're not, there aren't kind of a lot of legends that go, one time, two people were friends, and then they stayed friends forever and everything was great. The <laughs> end. You know? <laughs> but okay, sure. Yeah, just... Oh. Anyway, it's very cheesy, but, like, the, our, the friendship of legends is, like, yeah. the thing that is mentioned a lot. Yeah. And everything. It's yeah. very, you know... This show. Yeah. This show. So, yeah. Um, that is the episode. And see, like, again, like, because, like, so many of these episodes end on, like, the, like, Clark and Lana have heartfelt bullshit conversation in Barn, but here we get, like, Lex Oh, and also, Clark there was a, a, there was a wrap-up to the, uh, teen drama bullshit. Well, yeah, but it was basically just Lana being like, you know what, I guess I'm not actually that mad at you. Uh, so we're friends now. Yep. The end. Didn't matter that much. Yeah, no, that was basically <laughs> the whole scene. I was just angry at that scene's existence no, because totally. it was so useless. But yeah, no, we get the, like, Clark and Lex talking about their friendship in the barn instead yep. of the, like, yeah. Yeah, which no, is better, that's true. Even that is though definitely it's, true. the dialogue is... Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, um, it's Lex evilness rating. So... Okay, so he was mind we yeah. made for the well, portion... Okay, the stuff with the doctor... And all the implications about, like, shady past. That 
at least bumps him up to a one. No, well, we're at a one on everything because, like, all of the stuff he does while he's mind-whamming is, like, foreshadowing. Sure. Um, but I don't actually think he goes above a one because he doesn't actually, like, he knows no. a shady doctor that's not really in itself. No, I mean, I, I don't think there's anything above a one like that the, he the does most, when he's not mind-whamming. Like, the most illegal thing he actually does is harbor a fugitive at Clark's request. Right. So, at Clark's request. I don't think we so, can. So, no. Yeah. No, no, I think we're at a one. Okay, so that should do it for this. Yep. Oh, um, okay, so there were two deaths this episode. Two deaths, yeah. Because there was the dude at the beginning and then Rickman at the end and one convenient amnesia. Yes. Which well, is... No, I mean, sort of. Okay, so do we want to count all of the cases of each time each person was whamming? Because it's it's not amnesia, yeah. it's convenient No, that's amnesia. right, because, like, Lex, Lex did see that Clark was bulletproof. Right. And, like, the amnesia is convenient. And he ripped off a, a car, a door yes. off a car and, and stuff like that. that. Yeah. So, yes, the rest of it was just... Was just, normal amnesia. Right, right. The rest of it was just... <laughs> incidental uh, Incidental amnesia, amnesia. <laughs> yes. So, yes, one convenient amnesia, that's fair. Yeah. So, uh, Rex for this episode. Um, so we have two Rex for you that are... Based on, so we talked a lot this episode about sort of foreshadowing for like future evil Lex, and um, and I mentioned uh, Justice League and like other versions of of yeah. Lex as a villain. So we've got two fix for you uh, this episode that deal with that exactly the idea of like well, so they're both. Future fic. Right. Um, in which... And one I would call a crossover, and one is a fusion. Yeah. Um, um, they both, yeah, they both pull in um, Justice League and also some comic stuff in different yes, ways. Different ways, yeah. Um, but I would say they both directly reference specifically the Justice yes, League the cartoon. Just, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yes, so, so my rec uh, for this week is Looking Glass Country by Astolat. Um, and this I, is... We both yeah. love this fic. Well, we both, I love this fic. We yeah, both love, love both, both of these fics, actually. Um, yeah. So, Looking Glass Country, uh, we've mm. actually been planning to possibly do a, uh, a, pod a fic of this. pod fic of this for a while. Alex just can't decide which um, one she wants to read. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so, uh, this is a fic where it, ha- it features, like, two, like, the sort of future of the Smallville universe, like, with some comics... Sort of sort fusion-y of General sort stuff. of, like, you know, but, like, Batman exists and so on. Right, but it's um, more, I would call this more, um, pretty standard, um, early season, early, er, like, Smallville fandom in, like, early seasons, like, future fic, like, extrapolation. Right, with, like, your general, like, standard, like, DC main people brought in. And it's just, like, yeah, so, and then, but the other universe is more of a, like, it is basically it's, it's mostly um the JLU cartoon. Right. It has it has some elements specifically from the like 70s Justice League cartoon. Yeah. Um uh but those are mostly minor elements. A lot of it is Yeah, and it is. brings in some fusion stuff with various like ties in some stuff with a little bit of like DC Comics. Oh yeah. Well, right, stuff. but you always are kind of negotiating a certain yeah. amount of that. Right, right, right. But so there's, but yeah. but so there's like, the, the, the projected Smallville future universe where Lex is, like, a businessman who yes. has, like, plans to take over the world. Yeah. Like, politics and shit. Yeah. And the other universe where he's, like, the more the, like, mad scientist kind of right. guy. And never knew Clark, you know? Yes. Um, and they, because of a science accident, yes. swap universes... And yeah, so they basically get body swapped, right? So we were jumping back and forth between their perspectives as they like figure out how to right. deal with the other one's situation. Exactly. And, so like, you've got like, so you've got politician businessman Lex, and then like mad science genius Lex, right? And yeah, and it's really, really interesting. No, and I so the thing. Oh, I love Clancy Brown's voices Lex on JLU. Yeah. I love his portrayal and I love that. And like a lot of that comes through in this. And I love what I one of the things that I love about him is he's so angry all the time, but in this really kind of like petty It's so cute. Way. He's, and he reminds me a little bit of like 
like, Rodney McKay. Yeah, on yeah. the level of, like, he's just constantly pissed off that everyone in the world he's is just, not as smart as Yeah, he's just, like, an annoyed, <laughs> petty scientist yeah. who's just like, oh, you're all so stupid and I hate it! Yeah, but, like, slightly more menacing. Um, right, but I mean, but, that is, like, at his core, right, is, like, right. you're all so stupid and I hate it. Yes, and it's, I just find that incredibly entertaining and that's yeah. really well done in this. Um Yes, but so the yeah. actual, like, they're, they're both kind of, like, figuring out what is up with the other one, and, like, we get some backstory from from the mad scientist Lex, actually, that I really yeah. like. Yeah, no, it's really, um, really, I really like the, like, backstory yeah. stuff in that one. Um, and, uh, then they're, they're also both, like, mad scientist Lex is dealing with this, like, weird relationship that he has with Superman that, yeah. like, he doesn't have in the other universe. Right, right. And meanwhile, like, Smallville Lex is, like, freaking out that world Superman by, like, talking to him yeah. and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, um, comic slash JLU Lex, or Clark is basically, like, how do you know who I am? What are you gonna do to me? Why do you oh keep, my god! Why do you keep just, like, chatting? Yeah, What's like, going on? What, what are you planning? Like, what the fuck is happening? Um, it's, oh, it's so great. But yeah, it's, it's, it's so great. Really, it's one of my favorite. It's just very entertaining. And yeah, and it's, it's so good. And, like, I don't know, the entire fic is just, it, like, the balance between yeah. these two. It also, what, one of the things that I really love about this, this, is that it really emphasizes um, these two characters are both Lex, right? Oh, yeah, right. They and they're like both core so clearly Lex, but, but they're like, also they're so different. different. Yeah, and they don't, like, you know, it takes it takes them a long time kind of to even understand each other. Yeah. Um, well, and the thing that I love about it is that, like, it is like a multiple universes yeah. kind of thing. So it kind of, even though we we recognize it as basically like a, like a JLU comics crossover, yeah. it really For internally yes. presents itself as essentially like a branching AU. Yeah. Because right. both For, the Lexes Lex's know- life specifically. Right. They can trace it back to like- where what changed in their life. Right, because they lives. both, like, exactly, what their lives. Yeah, right. <laughs> because, yeah, yeah, because they they both know, like, oh, wow, like, that is a difference in my life, and if that had been true, yeah. then I could see how this would have happened to me. Like, I would have turned out like this. And, and so it's, like, this weird sort of, like, intersection of, like, crossover, dimension-hopping, body-swap, branching AU. It's, like, all of these tropes that are just, like, so organically melded into one yeah. story, and it's so well done. I I love it. It's one of my... I mean, so I'm biased. All of my favorite Smallville fix are gonna be the DCU Fusions crossovers, but this yeah. one in well, particular I mean, is... And, like, mine are, too, a lot of the time, partly just because, like, I like future fic, and future fic tends right. to right. sort of run into... right. Probably the rest of the DCU. Yeah, <laughs> right, form. right. So. But yeah, but this one, this is, yeah, one of my favorite Smallville fics of all time. <clears throat> yeah, it's just really fun. It's so, oh, it's just so masterfully done. Uh, so my rec uh, is Devil's Deal by Bagheera-san. And, um, and sort of in contrast to that, so that, so Looking Glass Country, right, is all about, like, the different... Yeah. Setting these How, up as two separate universes. Right, so well, it's two separate universes that have, like, that have, like, these very different Lexes. Right, right. And Devil's Deal, meanwhile, um, is, I mean, so at its heart, it's an Orpheus AU. Yes. Um, the setup of but, the plot, basically, is that there, there was a period, okay. Okay, okay, here's, there's a lot of okay, establishing information okay, here, here's, actually. Okay, here's, here's the thing, um, here's what I will tell you. Uh, uh, like, preface to this wreck. Looking Glass Country, I do think you can appreciate, even if you're not super familiar with, like, comics canon or haven't watched JLU. Yeah. Like, no, you can, it, it introduces you to the other world. Right. You don't need any information. No, you don't it. really need any information. So even if you're only familiar with Smallville and, like, pretty much nothing else, you can still read Looking Glass Country. Um, so preface to the, <laughs> uh, Devil's Zeal wreck. Alex and I both adore this, but I do think that this story is not going to be as no, that's probably uh, as like parsable slash like enjoyable. you'll really yeah, yeah enjoyable just like on the same level if you're not at least passingly familiar with big 
comic, like, DC comic comics stuff. events from, like, the last decade. Like, mostly you just need to know some stuff about con. Yeah, so, well, some stuff about con, but also this stuff about, yeah. like, the stuff about, like, Superman's death and... Yeah, I mean, it's like okay. general. I so mean, there's like some. Whatever. You so can, there's some. At least if you're at least yeah. passingly familiar with some comic stuff, and then also some like pretty specific events from like Justice League that it references. Yeah, and although, doesn't like, really I, explain. I, I, I'm only familiar with about half of those, and I could kind of because I still haven't seen that whole show. Yeah, um, I I think you can probably work it out if you've got like a, some knowledge of some of that. Yeah, stuff, but know, it does. But, it, it does it, it does involve a lot of detail. It's it's it is truly so the last fic I would call a crossover. This one is truly a fusion. Um and what comes with that I think is a uh, more It is it is yeah. a fan it is truly a fan fiction in the sense that it references stuff and like assumes that you know what it's referencing yeah. and doesn't explain it. Yeah. So that's kind of what I mean with you will you, the, you, you this may not be the fic, the fic yeah. for you if you don't want to, if you're <laughs> not familiar with, with comics and cartoon canon stuff. If you've got at least the comics canon background, you'll probably be fine. But, um, but anyway, but if you do know those things, um, then I highly recommend this fic because what this fic does that I really love is it believably mixes sort of pr- it presents to you a future lex and so it's very um yeah so there's it do we want to say the actual premise of like the plot yeah so <laughs> sorry so like i said it's it's a I'll back up I'll back up so it's an orpheus au so the idea is that lex it's called devil's deal because lex at the beginning um sells his soul in order to get Con L's soul back. Right. To, to bring Con back. To bring life. Con back because Tim is trying to clone Con, but it's not working because he doesn't have his soul. And so Lex makes a deal with the devil to get Con his soul back so that he can bring his son back to life. And, and then Clark ends up going and doing the Orpheus thing to try and get Lex's soul back. Yeah. Uh, via Dr. Fate. Yes. Um, and it's... Um, but, but, but so, yeah. like, when, when he does that, they kind of go through, like, a sort of interestingly, like, you see, a, like, sort of the, the history of Lex's life. Yeah. Sort of interestingly, sort of metaphorically and through Clark's eyes a little bit in yeah. a like, cool way. But it, it does, it, like, goes through, like, there's a lot of Smallville stuff and, like, some later season Smallville stuff that's pretty specific. But then, like, it also integrates, like, a lot of, of Lex's arc yeah. in JLU. Right, exactly, which is... Um, oh, it, in a way that before I read this, I wouldn't have thought No, possible. no, so, like, so, so the thing, this is what I was getting at <laughs> yeah. earlier, the thing that I really love is that, like, normally I do think of, like, Smallville Lex as a completely separate entity from, like, most other, like, comics Lex and yeah. cartoon Lex. Like, not that, like, all of them are separate entities, but, like, there is, like, all other Lexes, which generally fall along the same line. Oh, see, and I, I even specifically think of like certain comics Lexes that I've read. As, well, like, I mean, specific. comics. So, like, but I, but I mostly I I mostly read comics that are like I've read all Superman comics, but they're mostly like one-off contained stories. Yeah, and then okay, I, like fair most enough. of those like the Lex in that story is like a specific Lex. Fair enough. Um but, but yeah. like but the the writing of, of Lex over the years and various things yeah. is like pretty varied. But I generally think yeah. of like the Smallville Lex as being Smallville Lex distinct as from a like, lot of those. As like really pretty distinct, yeah. From exactly. Because like he's he generally he's, has a different backstory. Yeah, he generally um, has a different backstory, and, he and he's like generally he, different kind of. Well, he's kind of working off a like different archetype than yes. most of yeah. the other Lexes. Yeah. So I sort of think of Smallville Lex as distinct. And what I love about this story is it presents to me a cohesive Lex that like plausibly is convinces like, me like that like the bridge in years between these two things right. is that like uh, Smallville Lex could actually turn into this future right. like comics like you, that you can cartoon Yeah, like Lex. the JLU and the comics and it's all kind of mixed together yeah. like, in a way that you buy as being like one person. Exactly. Like, like one coherent yeah. person. Um, and it's, which, it's yeah, I would not so oh God, Vigorison is so talented, yes. and it's um, really, I do really also impressive. have to mention that I love this story because it's an Orpheus story, because I love Orpheus stories, and I love this story because 
it also references Tam Lin, which is a lesser known, um, <laughs> uh, it's a traditional English ballad um, that I'm obsessed with. And uh, this, uses, is, this fic uses it in a really great way, and I'm excited about it. This is where we're hitting on some of Alex's, like, English lit slash classics nerdery. Yeah. yeah, and it, and it does cool stuff with the ideas about the Greek underworld, and yeah, yeah. it's nice. So, Devil's Deal. Yep. I, I do think, like, it's worth giving a try, even if you think you don't know that much about Yeah, stuff. I mean, like, like it's, it, it might be harder, but, like, it is a really good story. Like, like, I will say, and it, it also depends on your level like, of yeah, tolerance for, like, not know. knowing. Because, like, I'm yeah. a type of person where, like, if I am reading a story and I feel like it's referencing things that I don't know, like, even if it's, like, if it's for, like, a show that I've only seen, like, three of five seasons and it's referencing a bunch of stuff that, like, I'm, like, I haven't seen this episode yet, like, I fail out. Like, I have a really low tolerance for stuff that I don't understand. I tend to read fix like that going in where I know I don't know a lot about the canon with, like, a Wikipedia window, like, yeah. open in the side. But, you know, so, like, you can look stuff if you're, up or you yeah. can just, like, learn, so if learn you're, stuff if you're, through osmosis, yeah, like if lots you're, of people do. If, so. you're, if you're willing to, to put up with knowing that, like, some of the references will go over your head or you're willing to, like, do research as you read or you are already familiar with those things, yep. highly, highly say. recommend this Thick. There is, um, I, I believe there is a, a podfic out there of Looking Glass Country, although I haven't listened to it in ages. Um, and, uh, and there's a, there's a podfic by Sukiya, I think. Ooh, I hope I'm saying that right. Of, um, Devil's Deal, which actually does a couple of interesting things with, um, sound effects and stuff. There's mm-hmm. some interesting, cool stuff when, um, Clark is in the underworld, particularly it does stuff with, like, voices. It talks about, like, voices and whispers Mm. in the background, and it does some kind of, like, cool, very atmospheric stuff with that, which is, um, one of the better, uh, uses of sound effects I've heard in, uh, Smallville Podfix. So, check that out if you, uh, like Podfix. So, yeah. Yep, those are our recs for this week. Yep. And, uh, that'll do it, I think. Yep. So, yeah. We'll, uh, see you next week, and, uh, happy Halloween, everyone! Only 205 more episodes to go. 